You have to be more consistent. We get this question all the time. Stop paying for the expensive masterminds. They don't work. No, 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 you're overcomplicating it. It's so much easier than that. Okay, here's exactly what to do. And how to do it. Hey, I'm Ryan. I'm Corey. Welcome to the MCO Advisors Podcast. This is an hour-long conversation about content distribution. Although long, it's super impactful and has a bunch of great stuff in it. And I want to leave you with this. Distributing content is more important than quality because quality cannot be quantified if nobody consumes it. That intro goes quick. It sure does. It's like it's not even there. Um, but I like it because then we can go ahead and get started. I always check LinkedIn to make sure everything is working well, and it looks like it is. How is everybody? Hope you guys are well. Uh, today, I wanted to talk about content distribution just because um, I really think that we're focusing a lot on quality. We're thinking about what we're saying, but I really wanted to talk about the distribution part because I think that's one of the biggest parts of, of marketing. And I think uh, one of the one of the problems is some some best content never gets seen. So I wanted to focus on that. Um, I think one of the things that got me down this road, Corey, is when we met. Uh, the first thing that we started talking about together a lot was how you used to chop up the big white paper mm -hmm. and break it down into consumable pieces. And I think that in itself is distribution. So I, I wanted to kind of talk about different channels and, you know, wherever this goes, um, have a conversation around, you have a piece of content, how do you actually get people to consume it? This thing's evolved fast. Um, you know, it, it, it wasn't long ago that it was just about creating content and getting content out into the world digitally. Uh, you know, just getting your eight page white paper on your website and in an email was kind of the goal. And then it quickly you know, our attention spans quickly adapted to all of the, all of the content that was made available to us as consumers. And we've since wanted and adjusted and, and are craving bite-sized, um, tangible, quick pieces of content. And that's where we're at today. Absolutely. So one of the things I like to talk about that I posted about on the, um, on the brand page was an example of having a podcast. So, and, and actually, before I get into the details of it, the reason I also talk about distribution is because we always spend time talking about organic. Why do we do that? Because organic means you're just doing the work. It does the distribution for you. But what we're realizing is that as organic goes away, or depending on what platform you are, depends on how you have to execute distribution. The reason we talk about organic, LinkedIn, TikTok, podcast, each had their period of time and LinkedIn's and TikTok is right now, but even a podcast still a little bit, but say five years ago, all you had to do was post one and it starts going to people. You know, all you have to do is make a post that reach thousands of people. So we're big on organic because it does the distribution for you, but there's better ways to promote everything you're doing still by acting on distribution. And that's what I wanted to go over today. So that's my main frame, my topic, my high level view before we got into the, the nitty gritty of what I was thinking. It's a lot of meat on those bones um, and, uh, you know, it's early in the morning, so I don't want to, you know, get into the whole dinner time thing, but we could chew on the meat on those bones for quite a while. There's a lot there. Absolutely. Um, and I think we, and I'm sure we've talked about distribution before, you know, but as we improve as marketers, as we deal with more advisors and as we learn more, we're going to give you a, a season two, 2.0 version of everything that we did last year. And then some, you know, we only started in September. So we have a lot to say, and um, I know we won't get to all of it every time, but I really want this show to not only be the motivator for the day, but the mindset that I want you to carry through the entire year. And that may change. Our topics may change. Um, you know, some it's where, where marketers are always about keeping our pulse on the culture so we can adjust as quickly as possible. And, uh, and that's what I want this show to be. So when you're seeing us every day, it's going to be a lot of the same old stuff with some nitty gritty to it. But then it's eventually going to end up switching and adjusting because that's just how it goes. One thing that I just want to preface this entire conversation with, because I have no idea where it's about to go, because um, we oftentimes get into the weeds on certain things. Uh, Ryan and I have been big on motivating the majority of the advisor community who is not creating content to simply get off the bench and start creating content. Just get into the game, start seeing some pitches, start start feeling it out. I will say this. Um, 
if that's where you're at, I we, we need to get you comfortable creating content. But creating content is no longer good enough. Um, we have to be creating consumable content. And that's content people want to consume. And I think that's where this discussion is headed. Absolutely. And not only that you're creating the consumable content, but I would rather you spend like it look, let's say you had two hours to do content. I would tell you to make a, a video in 30 minutes, if that's how long it took, and spend an hour and a half distributing the content, mm-hmm. focusing on the different platforms, breaking it down into snippets to put it in the right spot, and just adding that extra value on each channel to make sure that you're speaking to the right person, the right platform, the right way, and it all leads back to that one piece of content that you made that travels across multiple platforms. And it's really how people can stay busier and show up uh, with doing that. But I like to focus on the podcast example <clears throat> that I just had on the corporate page. Yeah, let's do it. You 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 laid out three three things. So let's, uh, <laughs> let's get into those three things. Uh, if I make it through this episode. So um, what I said was, so you made a podcast and most people will host it, right? It's on Anchor or whatever. It spreads to Apple, goes to Spotify, and it's just out into the world. What else can you do to distribute content? You can send it in an email with a link to your current list. We had a print newsletter that we were doing that I've mentioned a few times, and I used to write in my blurb and my write-up always a little snippet about the podcast we were doing and everything, you know, like crossing multi-channel marketing, whatever you want to call it. I would bring up the podcast there, not slam it down people's throats, but just bring up the fact we do it uh, and just mention it. You know, you can you can make a snippet of like an audio snippet and attach it to a picture, and that goes into um, and that goes into LinkedIn, and maybe you have a summary, and then you post the link of the podcast into the comments. That's a very actionable way for you to start distributing your podcast. Somebody who does this super well that if anybody wants to go see is Angela Han, and I'll probably have to tag her in the comments somewhere, but she's super down to earth, an awesome person, and she has a podcast that's been doing really well recently. And besides her authenticity and her ability to have fun conversations and, and resonate with people, it's how she distributes and her content travels really well on LinkedIn. That's where her audience is. And she has really cool snippets that she uses to promote it. I see the podcast thing a little bit differently. Like I'm a big fan of podcasts. I think it's a really underused and underutilized medium within marketing in general. Um, I don't see podcasting as organic at all. And I, and I I think podcasting has to come after you've established a personal brand. Like it's really hard to just go out into the world and start putting out a podcast and hope that people want to consume what it is you're talking about without you establishing who you are, what you're about, what you stand for and what you offer to the world. That's true. But in the same way, I'd say you have to start a brand somewhere. It's almost like don't post on LinkedIn if you don't have a brand. Don't do this if you don't have a brand. I think the difference a brand there is you can anywhere. grow your audience on LinkedIn. Organically. It does have organic reach. You can yeah. you can build an audience there. If you put a podcast out tomorrow, the Ryan Stark Show, who's going to find that? That's why you have to focus on content distribution, Corey. Um, but more but so you're saying so you're saying that the brand builds the or the brand emphasizes the podcast more than the podcast. The brand has to be the foundation. You have to build a brand, right? I see in the comments, all these people, I know who they are, Clay, Anthony, and I'm sure others will comment. If Anthony comes out with a podcast, I know who Anthony is and what he stands for. So I'm probably more willing to listen to him versus Jonathan um, Smith, who I have no idea who they are, but they're, they might have an equal, equally entertaining show, but I don't know Jonathan Smith. That's true. It is interesting that you say that. I go back and forth. I don't know. I would never say like, I don't know, don't do a podcast because you're not established on social media, I guess in the same way. Not don't do, don't expect. Yeah. Okay. That's better. I appreciate that. I'll accept that. Um, and I, and I like what you said and I like that. I think it's the same thing that goes back to like the webinar, you know, it's like, who's ever, who's going to go there? Who's going to choose that medium? Why would they, you know? And for me, it's like, if I know you very well, or I see that, then I guess guess that's the same thing. The only thing I would say is, I guess the value of the podcast that I have, that's not with the webinar or anything else is the thing you always said is the fact that it can be consumed when you're working out and doing other things. So I guess 
I guess I looked at it as a way that it's just an extra place for people to find out about you while you're growing other places. But to your to your point, and to my point, actually, I guess I would say don't just do a podcast and leave it there. That's why I'm actually talking about content on on content distribution in general, because the podcast will never grow on its own fast enough. I mean, I don't want to muddy the water here, but you're a podcast, in my opinion, is overlaid and, and incorporated into the brand and the foundation that you've built for what you stand for. Um, I think just putting out a piece of audio content into the world without having someone to talk to about it and promote it with is kind of like a tree fell in the forest and no one was there to listen or see or hear it. And I think one of the biggest takeaways of podcasting when I was doing it, um, where our success came from was guests, because that's when you're connecting to people and brands and things, the similars to this show. That's the way I like to look at it, too. One of the things that we're talking back and forth, right? But I think what really makes us is the guests we bring on and, and the new content that people get to see. And, and you we had success with your equity. podcast, Ryan, because people also typed into the Apple and the Spotify, the search investing podcast. It was newer 24 months ago, 36 months ago. So there was it wasn't that there was organic reach. It was that there was a craving for the content that wasn't there yet. So people found you. Yeah. So you're saying people can't find you anymore? They can, but there's you type in investing podcast, you're going to get 3,000 search results and the top, it's just like Google. The people, it's not paid, but the people at the top are going to be the most popular. So you're going to get kitches and all the all of them. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was also the topic. Like we were focusing a lot on special needs planning. So for sure. us, having that, having that world, maybe that was easier to focus on. And again, back when this was excelling and working by itself, that was... 2017, 2018, something like that. So we all we were doing was the podcast. Obviously, we were sharing it. So I knew some people were seeing it, but it started to grow on its own based off, I would say somebody like Lori LeBay we had on who does dementia chats. Um, she has a huge social media following. You know, when we had her on, she shared it on her website. That was our big boost because we were able to use off of the other brand. So I would say like, I don't know what you're saying. I, it sounds like you're saying you hate podcasts and you don't want to do it. Me? Anymore. <laughs> I love podcasting. My hobby over the last 12 months has been sports cards. There weren't, excuse my language, there wasn't shit for podcasts available on sports cards this summer. I'd be out mowing the lawn, literally typing into the search sports cards podcast. And then I started to find them. And then the shows started to accumulate. And then there was nothing there. And there was a craving that outweighed, right? It's just like LinkedIn. There's more people putting content into LinkedIn than there are people consuming it or than there are there's more consumers on LinkedIn than there are content creators. When you got into podcasting, you had success with it because there were more, uh, there was there was less of what people wanted, so so they found you easier. I love podcasting, but to think that an advisor all of a sudden is going to think podcasting is their growth channel without them establishing themselves elsewhere is is a it, that's a long road to hoe. I agree. And I actually look at a lot podcasting a lot like growing a, a business, slow and steady grinding, posting, networking, like the whole deal comes with it. And that the reason I say that and go into content distribution is because it leads to um, is exactly what you're saying. Like it's it, the tree falls in the forest and nobody hears it. So that's why I'm that's why I'm using it the way I do. I like the podcast as the connection that you make with the person you do it with at the very least, if they happen to share it where it happens to go. But as a main distribution channel, I agree that if somebody told me what should I be doing, um, I would never say podcasting first. You know, it would be it would be a few other things I would say, depending on where they are. But I love the idea of a podcast because even when it's not reaching the people, I found it to be my uh, hall pass to networking that made it so much easier to meet people I never would have met, whether that be prospects or referral business or just somebody interesting that made the podcast what it was that I couldn't do by myself. I'll clarify my thoughts on the record here. I love podcasting. I was the one who came to you months ago and said, what's the only medium that you can multitask with? It's audio, right? You can listen to audio and do everything else in the world. Um, you can't do that with video. You can't do that with written. You can't do that with any other medium other than audio. Uh, so I love podcasting. I like podcasting also because it's friction. It's low friction. It doesn't have to be super well produced. If you're waiting for your kids while they're 
you know, at, at school in the parking lot, you could create a six minute episode in your car and no one knows you're in your car. Like you can, you, you can take advantage of that um, content creation medium. I love podcasting. I just think podcasting is a bolt on to your brand. And uh, I agree. Um, I agree. And just to jump, let me jump into the comments real quick. Since a lot of people, I've realized we have like, we have a bunch of comments and I uh, didn't realize. Um, Knock Jonathan's out real quick. Cause that's just an easy one. Yes. Jonathan. Uh, yes. Links always in the comments. Always, 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 always in the comments. Uh, yes. LinkedIn will suppress you when you put them in the, in the post because LinkedIn does not want users to leave the feed. That goes anybody doing your webinar, what you're going to realize is your summary of your webinar, your regular you post with the link in the comments, much more people are going to see it and have the chance to sign up and the reactions and the things you're going to get, the support, everything goes goes that way. I always suggest that when you have, don't let the event still sit on its own, right? Like that's what I've been realizing with this show. One of the things I used to do with the show was I had a title and I had a topic and then that was it. And then we would just have the show. So nobody really grabbed any real context until they watched it. But some people are going to look and see 40 minutes of a show. I'm not watching that shit. That's too long. So mm -hmm. what I started doing was summarizing, adding value into the actual post that led back to the video and let people get a taste of what it's actually going to be about. So definitely always do the same thing. And if you can you know, put the link in the comments, same, same for, same for webinars. Um, let's scroll through. Anthony sales is someone getting to buy something they don't want. That's not what our topic is about. So <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, I, I agree, but let, let's, let's no, let's jump to, let's jump back to Anthony's comment. Why do celebrities get rich from perfume sales? It's not because the perfume is good. It's because they have an audience with distribution. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Exactly kind of nail in the nail in the coffee. I mean, obviously the fragrance has to saying. smell good, but Matthew McConaughey is going to sell more fragrances than or I does it. I mean, I think it just has to smell. I don't even know. You know, this is, this is, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. It probably should smell good. Uh, Javier, appreciate you jumping in. Xavier. Remember? Xavier. Sorry. I read that correct. Incorrectly. Uh, content is key. Podcast, audio, etc. Completely agree. I can't, I think that's where I'm getting into now is obviously content's always important. Your message is always important and what you say is always important. But the reason I wanted to focus on distribution is because I think we've been harping on quality versus not just randomly post. And why I wanted to get into distribution is because it is a, a crucial marketing strategy that you have to make sure people see your stuff. It's the whole reason Corey and I just had a back and forth about podcasting. Um, but it's the same reason that even when we didn't have a business or we, while we were growing it, the first thing, one of the things we started with was a podcast. Uh, so it's, it's, it's an interesting dynamic and you have to, you have to play with it a little bit. And if you had to spend your time somewhere, I wouldn't jump right into a podcast probably first, if you expected the organic growth. But if you told me that, you wanted to start doing speeches at schools or something like that, then I may tell you to start a podcast that that interviews, you know, members of the school system to try to be around your, it just gets your foot in the door of something. So more so maybe even that, a, then a, a, a content channel of organic growth, I would look at it as a marketing tactic or a strategy that you could use. I would tell everybody watching and in the comments and everything, start podcasting, right? It's a, yeah. it's a terrific medium. I'm just saying, where I went with it was let's manage expectations and understand what it actually is. I agree. Um, great comment from Thomas. Um, it's best to have guests to begin with too. Don't you think can a solo, uh, can a solo show succeed? Ryan tackle that one real quick. Yes. I think of course it can. It can. It's easier it to have can. guests. The back is much yeah. easier. Yeah. Because you're, you're siphoning the equity from other people that they've grabbed and they're, you know, you're, it's kind of like a relationship that you build, but you're, you're almost getting the pat on the back from somebody, somebody appreciates it's a roundabout way for, to, to add value to the podcast, but also get the appreciation. I mean, we've had people who are like, Oh, I saw Anthony commented on your stuff and I really like what you guys are doing. They were watching him and then they started seeing us, you know, because him and Keith were on the show and, that's one of the benefits of of obviously having people is you just you just start to connect in that way. So that's um, interesting. You you brought up when I when when Thomas poses the question of having a guest, you look at it from the growth, the distribution side of it. Well, yeah, I also was trying to, I guess, in terms of of staying on topic. But yep. yeah, no, 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 yeah. I, I'm I'm with you. Like, let's let's play with that a little bit. Mm -hmm. I love the idea of yes, you and I can have a larger, create a larger audience and have a greater impacts because we're combining forces mm -hmm. um 
when we have a show, it's also much easier to have a dialogue with each other and disagree, agree, provide different angles of looking at things because we can bounce off one another. I think having a, a co-host in anything you do makes it much easier because one, it's not monotone and, and people like to have that that back and forth. It, it We're just ADHD at this point. Um, and that's true. And that that more so than anything, uh, a conversation goes a lot farther than than a riff. You know what I mean? Because I think I could get on and talk for six minutes straight and I'll take like three breaths. Um, but it's just and I think sometimes you'll get some nuggets. You'll get awesome. You'll hear some awesome stuff. But it just it just again, it becomes a little bit boring. It's nice to have somebody disagreeing with you, challenging you. And Corey and I get to bounce back and forth and, and start to dig deeper. Sometimes Corey says something where I'm like, can you embellish on that? Or he says something on me and says, can you can you wait, let's break that down a little bit. And then we start really getting our thoughts out. Having another person to bounce off of is just beneficial for your podcast for you for the conversation at hand every, everything it really helps it really does but yes you can but i'm not i'm never i would never tell you you can't succeed on your own i just wouldn't yeah, it's yeah just, no, it's no, just, no, gonna no. Be, just gonna be slower and harder yeah. um but if, if you're awesome you're awesome that's the way it goes good content is always seen always it always ends uh, up getting consumed we're flying here and and we can still there's a million comments but i also want to take a second um yeah great point nick uh, although some of these guys, they could run it alone. Um, I would argue, I've always thought content creation is the most difficult. And as we're creating more content, and I'm just going to eat some of my own dog food here, as we're creating more and more content, and as the world turns, right, as we become less and less interested in consuming content as consumers because we're flooded with it, I would argue distribution is equally as hard. And that's a challenge, man, because I know how hard creating really good content is. And then to think of taking that content and slicing it and packaging it so that people want to eat it and consume it, man, that is, it's, it, uh, that's a challenge. And that's the, the beauty of uh, us being here every morning. It's helping. Yeah, yeah, it is. And it is, it is very, it is hard and it just feels busier. But I guess the whole reason I say that is like, if you're gonna spend the time to make something, do it justice by making sure it gets out into the world. And if you realize you're spending too much time on quality and not enough people are seeing it, then then quality doesn't matter as much anyway. It's totally hard to agree. You cannot quantify quality if nobody has seen it. So that's why I always go back to distribution and making sure that you're using the right channels, things are getting seen, heard, whatever you're doing, because if they're not consuming it, then the be again, the best thing falls by the wayside. I think good, consistent content always travels but again, use the strategy to make sure that your best content is, is, is doing it justice and getting it out into the world. It doesn't always travel, though. That's the frustrating thing. And that's something that I want everyone to hear and know. Like you can really have really high quality content and you can put it out and it flops or it doesn't grab people's attention. And it's it, there's so many variables that go into it. It's too long. It's at the wrong time of day. Someone else is doing something that's stealing people's interest at that moment in time. Um, it, it was interesting to you, but boring to others. There's a million variables as to why your quality content doesn't work. And uh, unfortunately, sometimes that happens. And it's, it's a kick in the teeth and you got to get up and, and keep at it. Why do you think that happens? I would imagine that somebody just puts the wrong piece of content in the wrong place. And I think that goes down to why you're putting something where you put it. And my my opinion goes back on this. You put a video on Facebook, it doesn't do as well. You put it on YouTube, it doesn't do as well. You put it on LinkedIn, it blows up. But you know, it also goes back to where are your customers? So I think that's what's hard for everybody to quantify is how do I make sure my stuff is getting seen? And when it's not, what do I do about it? You dust off and create more and try again. Um, you know, a lot of people, we, we work with clients, right? And a lot of times they are excited about the content they're creating and they put it out and it's like, I don't get any views. I don't get any reactions. I don't get any, I can look at it quickly and make a quick judgment as to why I may be right or wrong, but I generally can look at it because I'm looking at enough content and you're looking at enough content in a given day and saying, probably pretty boring. Now, I think a lot of it is we're judging the content ourselves and we think it's great and the world doesn't. Completely agree. 
Um, and uh, I agree with you, Zach, in saying that Mitch Goldberg is a good example of a successful solo show. Um, and I know that he has somebody who helps him a little bit with his content and chopping it up, which very well he should. Because again, if you're by yourself, not only are you the only one speaking, but you're the only one editing and you're the only one, you know, producing and coming up with ideas. Um, just again, having Corey and I bounce ideas off of each other makes it so much easier to create a show with another pair of hands, another pair of eyes, another mind. So besides the fact that, um, you know, just having somebody uh, kind of as a partner really helps in that sense. That so, and it makes the consulting easier. I mean, just think of us in, in, in the conversations we have with clients. Someone will present something to us. You go in a direction that I didn't even consider from the advisor perspective, I didn't even consider it. And then I take it in a direction from the marketing perspective and the consumable content, um, you know, the behavioral perspective that, that you may not have considered. And that's, that's really a lot of where, you know, bringing two people together really helps. Yeah, completely agree. Uh, how do you measure quality content? I like this question. Yeah, you might think it's great, but it doesn't travel. But if let's say it's good or bad, it may travel, but good or bad is the new view of, is, uh, or view is in the view of others. Yeah, exactly. So I actually was reading the beginning of that thinking I was going to answer, but it looks like you answered, you answered your own question. I completely agree with you in the sense that, um, uh, good or bad is in the view of others. You'll realize, you'll realize how you measure quality by how it's received by the people that you're trying to distribute to. Um, I would look at it like looks like, honestly, like you, you're a handsome man, a pretty woman, a cute kid, a cute baby, the cute dog, like we all have a different perception of what we think looks good. And I, it's the same thing with content. It really is. That's why some of your stuff flies off the shelves and some of your stuff that you think is beautiful doesn't. I love that. That's probably one of the best ways to put something or describe that because uh, besides quality being received by somebody, every person is a different personality who's going to receive your content a different yep. way. That's why, that's why, again, I think while we always talk about quality, I'm much bigger on producing some type of co content that's more authentic and focusing on distribution because I want you to get enough eyes on it. And then your, then your quality starts to narrow down into who you're talking to. That's why I think I'm so big on the strategy part of how you use your content more than the content even itself. Although, man, it's a seesaw. You know, it's constantly going back and forth of, of trying to figure out where to spend your time. Um, and I think it depends on where you are and what your message is. It's hard. Now let's let's add another layer to it. I mean, this is another show and a topic for another day, but content creation, distribution, frequency. Yep. It's, this this thing is it's only going to continue to compound. Absolutely. It, it goes back to you know frequency is a great topic too because you can do you can you can put out one video and you can spend the next 3 days with content distribution, but if you stop and don't do another video till next month, that content distribution, it wasn't a waste of time because I don't believe anything really is, but it's 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 not you're not building off of yourself like you would with your consistency the 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 marketing and the brand starts to take over and build on itself and if you're too infrequent no matter how much content distribution you do if it's too far apart it just doesn't see as many people doesn't hear as many people and it just doesn't work as well yeah that's a really we should talk about frequency at some point because i think we also uh, as content creators or marketers or 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 whatever we want to call ourselves watching the show right now put something out, we assume that people see it. Nobody Absolutely. sees it. Yeah, frequency is a really good one. I think we always talk about consistency, but we really blink it over what that means. And I think a lot of people are like, how consistent do I have to be? Um, and that's obviously a tough question too. I think we are a tough question as well. Um, when somebody asked before, we did, a, we did a show on demand gen versus lead gen. They said, how much time should we be spending on content? And I remember we said as much as you can, you know, <laughs> all, of all of it outside of servicing your current relationships. I would say if I mean, that's the way I would try to bring in business because it's also the thing I enjoy and it's also where the eyes are. It's just something I really believe in. So outside of me, financial advising, talking to people and your reviews, making sure everybody's set, all that, all that's good, you know, full time job advisor, um, part time marketer. Or if you're just starting, you're a full-time marketer and part-time advisor because you just don't have enough people to focus on. Your whole Look, day should be focused on marketing. The first thing I'm doing when this business continues to scale and the world reopens is figuring out a way to invest in some sort of a studio between the two of us, uh, between Philly and Baltimore, that can be accessed and just left as is when we leave it and then just go to it, spend 24 hours just creating content and then... That would be awesome. Yeah, we got to do that. 
Yep. It's more. The answer is just more. More. It always is, unfortunately. So let's break down a little bit of content distribution, Corey. Let's let's break this down into you see a lot of advisors let, without judging the content. Let's say we either have we either have PDFs or we have we have well, I don't know if we should even go that way. I don't even like to. Let's say somebody makes their first video and they post it on LinkedIn. Would you say anybody else should do anything with that video to try to get their content out or or to continue distribution? They make their first video. Walk me through that again. Actually, no, that's not a good example. Let's say a webinar. Somebody's doing a webinar. I realize people have events and they're usually trying to either do paid ads or they just let the event sit on its own. Mm -hmm. How would you add con content distribution to try to promote a webinar? I would create little 15 or 20 second snippet videos of me talking about what I'm going to talk about. Yep. Guys, on Thursday, we have a live event. What we're going to talk about is bam, hit them with the 10 second riff, create another one, create another one, create yep. the same thing in text, create the same thing with an image. And I would even say if it's, uh, if, if you've already done one, then start taking clips out of your webinar. If it's recorded, if you can, and say, this is what you guys are going to see and give somebody a little teaser, a little insight of what it's really going to be about. Um, or, and, and as well, even on top of that, I would say really spend time in your text making it a regular post. I think sometimes people are just like, here's my webinar. And it's kind of like, it's, it's, it's not good enough. You know, we need to have some enjoyable, sprinkle your personality in there. You're still doing a webinar. You're always, you're, you're going to keep doing it. And your personality is going to show when they get on the webinar, but make sure you keep that in the comments. Make sure that people are seeing you doing the webinar and they just don't see a webinar by itself. I think that's a good I think the biggest it. mistake that people make, one, webinars aside, is they try to jam everything they think their content or their event or whatever it is about into the the original offering like join us on the eighth we're going to talk about and it's like 1200 words of crap you know as a consumer we have to wear our consumer hat we want to see what we're going to get out of it tell me what i'm going to get out of it and i will likely attend it yeah so absolutely. figure that out yeah completely agree um zach has two comments that i'll answer have you guys physically met no never never we literally started talking on the phone. Uh, we did a podcast. We in should do a April, whole show right? about how we met in April. Yeah, we did a podcast. We started talking. I remember I reached out to you one day and I was like, hey, I know a lot about the LPL infrastructure. Do you think we should give somebody a package? And you were like, no, I think we should do MCO advisors. Boom. And now here we are. <laughs> no, we've never met. I don't even know if Corey's real. I don't know. I don't know. I just I'm, don't I'm in I'm in Germany. It's late. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think he, he, he apparently has a family. I think he just has somebody come down and say something every once and I'll go back. I think it's all a lie. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. um, Zach, I love this comment to the point where I had to bring it up and read it. I think there is such a thing as content great for your industry peers, but not great for your ideal client. And from what I see, a lot of folks get trapped in that echo chamber. I couldn't say anything better about how some people use LinkedIn and the fact that they think they're speaking to people, but they're they're promoting within their network. And while I just made a post about this that we're that we're on kind of a professional field and we're all engaging, it still is. But but you can still get engaging content from other advisors, but speak to your ideal client. I think a lot of people accidentally are advisors speaking to other advisors, and then their engagement grows, and they realize they don't get any business, and they wonder why. And it's because their message is speaking to peers and not to new relationships. Yeah, I I'm a I'm big on this one, man. This is like going to uh, it, the the global financial advisor conference in. Uh, you know, and, and name a city, right? And you've got 10,000 financial advisors there, no clients. And everyone gets in the room and you're, you know, having your happy hour and you're all talking. Um, you're all talking the same language and you're all, you know, shaking hands and, and, and giving each other thumbs up and encouraging and motivating each other, which is helpful. But many forget that the audience that they're speaking with and talking to aren't buying their service or product. So I think that's uh, a great miss for many. Um, now, don't, don't stop engaging in having positive and, and uh, positive, positive engagement within the community. I think that's super healthy. It's just, let's not forget that it's, you know, who we're talking to here. And also uh, Tracy, congratulations on starting your podcast. Way to go. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, man. I, I you know what? I, I want to be careful with saying that. Like I, I like where you're, what you're saying, Zach and Ryan, and I, I, you know, I agree. It's just when I see the pod behavior, that's kind of where I start to get. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. But I also, I don't know. I just, I, I understand how he means. I feel that if you scroll through, it's like a lot of us are talking to each other. Engaging is different than talking to each other. Uh, I think. I, I, I hate to always go back to the prime example, but, you know, always using somebody like Nick Nielsen. A lot of people engage with his content as advisors, but he's speaking to his people all the time. Yes. Uh, I always know who he's talking to. You can always tell, but he gets the engagement. You know, that that's his focus is here. And we're just we're just appreciating it, you know, from over from on the side. That's and that's the way how, to do it. That's how that's how you have to be. That's how you have to do. That's why your message should be so specific. And um, I'm, you know, going back, you know, a couple episodes of focusing on who you're talking to, go back to niche, go back to niche, whatever, go back to the focus of your group um, and all that stuff. You know, all all this marketing is such a, a big world. It's almost like the universe and there's different planets rather than just being one. And you really have to have to watch it. It just takes time to take little bits out of things to be successful in all this stuff. And I, I know the show is helpful slash overwhelming, but it's just how marketing is. Yeah, I would say it's the thing that bugs me is the I like yours, you like mine behavior. That's that doesn't do anyone any good. That just inflates people's false sense of um, quality. Yeah. Really, I had I, I get asked all the time to join to join engagement groups and pods and stuff like that, and I and I don't, you know, because it's not something that I want. I don't want a fake response on my post. I think that hurts my brand and I think it hurts yours. I just don't want to, hey, I agree because I posted in this group at eight o'clock and now everybody's jumping over to mine. I, I pre appreciate supporting each other and I understand growing our businesses, but I don't, I just don't want to dent the brand. And maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe no, you're it, not wrong because maybe, you know maybe reaching people comes at the comes at the sense of customers. But somebody would have to prove that to me because it's not something I believe. Followers you're does not, not equal money. I've seen no. that. I've seen it enough. Followers does not equal money. The best people, well, not the best, but the well, I'll say the best advisors, the advisors making the most money. I would, in my opinion, who I've talked to personally, have a few thousand. You know, nobody breaks ten thousand if you're if you're really focusing on on being an advisor and you just started over the past year or something like that. That's when I think, you know, that you're talking to the right person, you're connecting with the right people and you're, you're looking for relationships, not just growth and likes from people from other countries. If I jump into the feed and I see Ryan Stark liked Ryan Stark agrees, Ryan Stark made this little silly little two word comment with a period on everyone else's post. One, you're getting unfollowed because I'm sick of seeing that Ryan Stark wants to be involved in every freaking conversation taking place at the bar. Like, have some, you know, that I, I, I go a little far with this. So I, I want to be careful not to turn people off. But yeah, you you can't possibly like everything. Like that's ridiculous. So like yeah. like why are you doing that? To me, yeah. that's a behavior of of you attempting to play the game and map the system and 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 float your numbers. Yep. No, I completely agree. And again, I understand the difference of growing your business. I understand the marketing tactics, so I don't judge the people. I've talked to a lot of people who I think do do things like that that I like and I appreciate. I'm not. I'm not. I, it's just something I don't do, and it's not something I want to be involved in because I believe in in the brand growing itself, and and that takes care of itself. The numbers come, and I think most people start uh, absorbing poor marketing tactics because they haven't. They're impatient. And they want something faster, and they and they and you're and you're reaching for quick money, um, and you and you think that it's it's going to work. And I just I just don't. Even if it works now in the short term, the long term growth and brand comes with, you know, time spent doing it the right way. Um, Here's and I think the thing that you're getting to, though, dude. Like, yeah. the likes don't pay the bills. Yeah. Like seeing the little LinkedIn thing that shows up on your phone because you got a bunch of engagements, that doesn't pay your mortgage. That doesn't grow yeah. your business. That makes you have a false, in my opinion, I think that gives people potentially a false sense of engagement, security, and confidence. Yep. I completely agree. Um, and I've, one thing I've been doing, and I, and the reason I say this guys is because I did it myself uh, in, in different ways. I started posting randomly, not adding value, or I'd start, I'd comment a little bit and I'd, I'd reach, you know, I mean, I, I'd, I'd reach to say something important, but I didn't feel something important. So it came out blankety and then boring, I think. And I was, I was realizing that I was doing it myself. So one of the things that I think increased, increased was the only thing people got from me is quality because it's something that I actually felt, or it was something that was actually me. So just make sure that when you're doing something, you're, you're not 
spreading your authenticity too thin or you're not lying yourself saying, oh, I'd really appreciate this message. If all you have to say is I agree, then there's nothing that stirred in you enough to say that. You know what I mean? I agree isn't isn't it's not a it's not it's not a feeling or an emotion. So I think you should take find that emotion or find that passion somewhere in there and spread yourself over comments. Don't spend all day scrolling, but man, don't don't hit every single one in the sense that you think that I'm just I'm just broadening my eyes and seeing more people. Nick, I think you're you're playing contrarian or devil's advocate here. I think you know the behavior that we're talking about. Obviously, liking and commenting and engaging in the feed and and liking things that you like is what I would encourage anyone to do. I think gaming the system is where I see a behavior that um, people find they think works and it actually detracts from their brand because every time we get in the feed, we see that the same person is saying the same thing over and over and over just, just to be on the top of the feed. And I think that hurts. Yep. Uh, and sometimes I feel bad though, because people are constricted from doing things. So I find like, you know, you know, if I was at Edward Jones, I would be in a lot of comments and then when you, but you can comment faster than you can post. So when you're in all the comments, you start to show up a lot. And then it's like, that's the only place you can spend your time. So it becomes difficult to, I think, execute. And that's where I think it's hard for us to give advice to somebody that's just blanketed because I would, I would suggest you spend a lot of time in comments as an Edward Jones advisor. But at the same time, I would also tell you to try to make the post as personal as possible or as authentic as possible. And, um, and you know, if we had to clarify, obviously engagement likes supporting is all there. That's what the whole thing is about. It's the fakeness that comes along with it that that deters from the platform. And I think it's all over the place. How That's about all. like I, I, let's just let, let me leave my two cents and I'll stop on this topic because I could go yeah. on forever here. Yeah. Like I I really do. I equate social media to being to the restaurant bar kind of scene, right? If every time you go to the Main Street pub you see the same two people that just come up to everybody. Eventually Ryan and I walk to the pub to watch the game or something or have a beer. It's like, God, freaking George is here. He's going to like, I know he's just going to come up to me for like, he's just going to like, we're not in the mood to engage. Like you have nothing to say. You just want to come in and bug me. <laughs> I, I, I just feel like people like have that, like they get that stigma of like the person who just wants to talk to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. Um, so, you know, tying, tying it back in, let's, let's finish with, I guess, a thought of content distribution of, as you didn't we like that point there. <laughs> as, no, as we, we trail off, no, we trail off as we always do. I completely agree. I just, I, I agree with you completely. And I just think, I think that could be a whole episode in itself. And I think most people know that. I think they yeah. even know it when they're engaging in it. It's just, it's just, and they, and most people look at it as a growth business tactic and nothing else. And that's fine too. That's what I'm, I'm not trying to judge you or make you feel bad. They're just looking at it like I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm just trying to get more viewership, and that's fine. Um, I just think that a, a, a brand is that unquantifiable thing that people see and feel about you that you can only control through always being yourself and giving a constant message and, and not just being that fluffy person. So I think you basically just said reputation. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, is your reputation. And I think you can dent your reputation by being like that. Yep. Especially if you're trying to live on here, especially if you're no, living so, in this you know, world. This isn't our style. I, I we don't I, I generally think you and I do a pretty good job of not bashing. So I don't like yeah, to be yeah. too negative on that. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, so leaving leaving with content distribution, just make sure when you're making a piece of content, you're thinking about how to make sure you get people to consume it, where to put it and, and how to put it. And if you if you find yourself you know, the, the thing that I think kills people is you'll spend two hours making a video and you post it on LinkedIn and leave it there and then it doesn't do what you thought and then you get down and it makes you not want to do another video. And I think there's two things to that. One, obviously, you have to keep trying. One and done is never the way to go. Back to you, Corey, of dusting yourself off and try again. Um, Destiny's child, right? So, but you also have to make sure that you're spending the time distributing it. You know, the other thing I do when I'm getting ready for a show, like I've talked about it on Monday, I'm going to make a post about it. We have a guest tomorrow that I'm going to post about. To me, that's content distribution Thursday. and promoting Thursday. <laughs> Thursday. I kept thinking it was Wednesday. We always do Wednesday. So I'm sorry. Um, we have a guest Thursday. We obviously have Anthony on Friday. Um, so, you know, and we're going to post about that and, and get the show ready. So promotion. Uh, content distribution. I'm thinking about the intricacies that connect the content and get it to you guys just as much as I'm thinking of the content itself. So keep yeah. that in mind 
when you're producing content for yourself. Agreed. A um, couple off-topic things. Um, Xavier, the favorite sports cards behind me right now currently are, I have three Kevin Durant rookie cards that I've picked up. Um, and then as an aside, what the hell is going on with the USPS and the delivery? Like, I think my kids are still waiting on Christmas presents from aunts and uncles. I'm annoyed because I'm waiting on sports cards in the mail that have supposed to have been here a week ago. What's like, what's going on? I have no idea, but they're, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm missing stuff too. I'm waiting for a check. I'm waiting for a few things that like aren't here. And I'm like, this is, you know, I, I don't think anything's good. They never, they never lose the the recycling right <laughs> you don't you don't lose the things that you don't need it's just like something you really want the cards that have to get there for some reason the the mars uh or like the 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 shopping center catalog that tells me how much yeah. soda and meat is always makes it to my always makes it to my doorstep or my mailbox <laughs> i can't get the recycling i, I thought you meant like actual thing trash. you mean yeah. the, the stuff that goes from the mailbox straight to the bin <laughs> exactly which is 90 percent of it you know what i mean lose one of my bills so i can yeah. argue that right i yeah. just you know i always they always seem to show up um so great again, show today though man yeah, appreciate you guys always hanging with us as always. Um, we had, did you know we had like nineteen or twenty people at one point? It like yeah, spiked and like came back. I don't know what the hell happened. I'm, I'm with random, randomly new people are coming in. So obviously, man gen, right? Man gen. That's, what That's what you say all the time. I guess, it, I guess it works. I don't know. I hope so because otherwise we're lying to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, What's funny, guys, is you don't know our screen just has a big fat zero on it. Like because this streams, pri I think it starts with at facebook at the facebook level yeah so we always just see that we have zero people here oh yeah 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 exactly i was i did uh, yeah yeah so it never shows us it doesn't connect to everybody so if, if if we have linkedin youtube facebook you'd think it would show everybody well i guess it'd be up here in the top where it has this little eyeball it's always zero so if we want to know who's actually here that's why i'm always always checking my phone um so i can like say hi to people and engage and stuff Streamyard is uh i don't know they they don't they don't they don't I always get wonder the, that when guests don't hands with LinkedIn. think like like, do we have to apologize or explain this to them? Like, wait, you have us on a show with zero people watching. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well, you see comments, so it's at least better than uh, better than yeah. nothing. Um, awesome. All right. So I have, um, what is today? Tomorrow, is it the 6th? Is Nick's webinar? Is that, did, did I see that Tomorrow, correctly? Yep, is Nick, yeah. I think. Um, Nick's webinar, seven, uh, 11 o'clock and 7 at night, I think. You know, Nick I, wisely scheduled that around the advisor to advisor show. Yeah. I think 11 and seven is a very common webinar time, but I also agree. Right. He was like, I think, I think, uh, whoever, I forget who he's working with. Um, whoever he's working with was like, I think we're going to have to do this at, uh, at nine 30. And Nick was whoa, like, no, whoa, whoa. I, I think we're going to have to do this at 11. You know, let's, not let's going head to head against yeah. Seinfeld. Are you crazy? <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> uh, uh, so obviously, uh, everybody should go to that. It's going to be amazing. Uh, I'm going to be there. I think we actually have a meeting, so I have to switch this to the seven o'clock because I double I double book myself. But I'm super excited to watch that. That's going to be Nick talking about his drawings and talk about supporting people or going to something cool. I'm going to go just so I can steal all his information. That's all I'm there for. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But really, um, it's gonna yeah, it's gonna be awesome. I know you guys are going to advisors. Everybody should really be there. Everybody learns from Nick, so he's a good dude. Support him and um. And that's pretty much it. Uh, if you guys have any questions, you can always reach out to us. Obviously, you can ask questions here. Feel free to throw out a DM. And then I will uh, send you the Emco link so you can sign up. Because we don't answer questions for free. That's not how we roll. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I talked to somebody yesterday for 40 minutes, probably. Maybe 30 or 40 minutes. And he was asking me his questions and he was asking me like his, my opinion on stuff. And I was like, I just had a great idea, sharing, 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 sharing. And you know what happens with giving away your best information? You overwhelm somebody with your ability. And that's what I like to do with giving away all our content. So if anybody ever wonders, I'm never afraid of giving it away because I know at the end of the day, you're going to hear all those topics and be like, how do I execute on each one? Where does the strategy tie together? How do these things happen? But that's where we come in, in terms of providing that value in the messages. And I'm always reminded. So it was an awesome call and got me super pumped for today. Uh, and I've loved doing it. Those conversations are so much fun. Like, I'm so glad we started this company because you can just sit here and, 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 and just, just sit here virtually and just help people like 
conversation after conversation. Everybody's in a different place. Some people need motivation. Some people need strategy. I literally had the guys like, I need a kick in my ass. And I was like, well, if you need that, then jump off the call with me, do a video right now before you sign up and send it to me. And I was like, I'll look at it for you. If that's what you need, like, let's, let's, let's do that. You know, yeah, we'll, I've never jumped off of one of our client calls. and been like, that was terrible. I hate this. <laughs> never. Yeah, <laughs> never, never. And they never jumped off either and thought, man, that was a waste of time. I don't need, I don't need to give up 20 minutes, 30 minutes or whatever we're doing to, 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 to focus in on my business. My favorite thing is this, this is what happens during the meetings. Everybody's talking and then I'll be saying something and I go, somebody go, I like that. <laughs> That's my favorite thing because then I know people are just writing things down and they got this bullet list of things they need to execute on. And that's, that's, that's when you know you've shared a gem. So that's, that's my favorite thing to do. Uh, so always ask us questions because it's my favorite thing to answer. Have a great day, guys. We'll see you tomorrow because it'll be just us. And then we're going to have two guests. Thursday. Yeah, it's be, this is what a great week. We got a great week. Why don't you throw out the Thursday guest real quick? Again, Kelly Monahan. She's, um, I think, senior VP or something at Accenture. Um, she basically what? No, or something. I just, I just thought it was. Funny. I don't know what her title is. I, I, I mean, I know she's super senior there. Yeah. yeah. Um, she specializes in corporate, um, corporate behavior. So I, yes. I want to have her on to talk to her about the corporate behavior that maybe holds this industry back at a high level from. Uh, those who sit at the top of some of these BDs and regionals and um, wirehouses, why they fail to make the decisions they fail to make or why they make the decisions they do make. That is going to be such an interesting conversation. And to have somebody with their finger on the pulse in that area is going to be awesome to get their questions. What's one of the first questions that we should be asking her? How excited she is for the Buffalo Bills. She's a huge Bills fan. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good idea. That's what we'll do. We'll start with the authenticity and we'll back into the, the valuable content eventually. What we'll um, do is we'll clip this and we'll yeah. tag her in it and use it as a promotion. Oh, we'll use it as content distribution. And on that, we will see you guys tomorrow. <laughs> like, like it's planned. Yeah. It's not. It just it's happens. Thing. This happens. All right, guys. Have a good Cheers. day. Appreciate you being here. Hopefully the mail shows up today. Thank you for listening. We hope that you find value in this show. We hope that you find value in MCO Advisors. You finding success means everything to us. If you found value in this show, please leave us a rating. Thank you all. Talk soon.